Hey, what's up, y'all? Matt here with Hatch and another episode of Built By. I hope you're doing awesome today. I've got a hell of an episode for you, and I'm really excited to get this out. So I don't want to take too much time in this intro, but I want to kind of set the scene so you know what it is and why we're doing it. So earlier this week, we had a debate basically around the concept of is the one call close thriving or is it dying in home improvement? And I think a lot of people are starting to realize that you can't rely just on the one call close. Um, so they're more open to this idea. That's not to say the one call close is still driving a ton of business for a ton of the top home improvement companies in the country. But is there something there? Is that dynamic shifting? And that's really what we wanted to dive into. And you've probably seen webinars and we're guilty of it too. Like we host webinars every month. All of our partners host webinars. Like they just get like tiring. It's like being talked at. This I think was the first live debate in the industry about a hot topic. And as Gen Z would say, the uh, the chat was lit. I think people really responded to some of the concepts that both sides presented here. I think this was extremely valuable. So to give you a quick heads up on who the actual debaters are, so you understand uh, what the gravitas is and why we picked them to have this debate. Our friend Vic Sun, who is the founder of One Leg Marketing. His background has been home improvement his entire career. He managed a call center over at Reborn Cabinets. Uh, he was a major part in growing them from an $8 million business to $100 million plus. He helped shape a lot of the call center sales and marketing process for a lot of other top companies too. So uh, he believes that the One Call Close is actually dying and he presents a really good argument. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's pretty awesome. And on the other side of the aisle is Dominic Caminata, who's the leader over Grosso University. You're probably familiar with Rick Grosso. I mean, I can't imagine anybody in this industry has not you know, encountered the one call close, which goes along with the fact that a lot of people think it's still thriving. And Dominic, of course, makes some great points. I mean, I can't even name the number of companies that uh, have followed the Grasso methodology that are, you know, top 500 remodelers in the country. So on the surface, it seems like the one call close is thriving. Um, Vixon actually brings up some really good blind spots to that. Uh, all in all, though, I think this is one of the most valuable things that we've ever produced, and I'm just happy to uh, provide it to you. So again, this is like an hour long, but uh, the format is pretty interesting. It's eight minutes per person. Um, my partner marketing manager, Josh Carter, who's the moderator, we have him describing what the format is in the beginning. So chunk it up if you have to, but listen all the way through here because there is a lot of things addressed that I don't think you're thinking about that is going to make a huge impact for your business. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but in a few years, especially as demographics change, especially as buying habits change. Um, there's a lot of things to really reconsider and, and think and take back and apply to your sales and marketing methodology. So with all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and kick this episode off. Again, this is the one call close. Is it dying or is it thriving debate? We've got our friends One Leg Marketing represented by Vic Sun. We've got Grasso University represented by Dominic Caminata and our Hatch partner marketing manager, Josh Carter is the moderator. So grab a drink, kick back, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this. This is a podcast for home improvement and home services marketing. This is Built By. But you've got to be adaptable. You've got to find a way to accommodate an uncomfortable customer. If you're not getting the home advisor leads in the first five minutes, you shouldn't even do it. Hopefully we're eating their lunch while they're trying to get back up and running. Quickly, I'm going to go over the debate format. We're going to give both Vic and Dominic two opportunities to share their their to share our arguments. So what we have here is two rounds in the beginning. The first round is going to last eight minutes each for both Vic and for Dominic. And then there's going to be a second round, eight minutes each, where Vic will be able to respond and add additional arguments. Same with Dominic. Then we're going to do a quick recess to give Vic and Dominic time to prepare for the first round of rebuttals, which will be four minutes each. And then we will have a second round of rebuttals as well as closing thoughts. So we're gonna keep this very structured and then we're gonna do a Q&A. So if you guys have any questions as we go through this debate, go on over to the Q&A panel and ask any questions that we'll address at the end of this debate. So let's go ahead and get started here, guys. Vic, sir, you have eight minutes to present your opening arguments. Thank you, Josh. You know, I've been looking forward to this whole month and, and I felt nervous because this topic means so much to me and to thousands of sales professionals 
and, and customers who've had terrible experiences delivering such a poor system of closing and experiencing it from the side of being pressured and frustrated with this old antiquated ideology of one call closing. I mean, this is not a joke. It's not just a debate for me. I genuinely believe, like many others, you know, who live in this digital world of information and data, that one call closing is dead. Now, today's debate is not just about how one call closing is dead. It's also about how techniques, ideologies, and philosophies that support this outdated and deficient system simply belong in the 1950s. You know, it's incumbent that we highlight the evolution of present and future buying experience away from this old school technique. Now, I do want to say that I have no quarrel. I've got no argument I, and express no contempt for those who believe and have faith in one call closing. It would be wrong of me to express any antagonism for any salesperson who finds salvation in the one call close ideology. But it's also important that we have a more objective and effective take on sales, its processes, and ultimately the experience of both sales teams and buyers. Now, there's undoubtedly many of you listening live right now who believe in one call closing. Many of you, like me, are in sales, have been in sales for many years. So to put context, I have trained with some of the oldest sales consulting groups in the country. And through years of research, application, testing, and evidence, it's not only painfully obvious, but it's also necessary for us to embrace how selling and the buying experience has fully evolved and how it's moved away from a myopic technique like one call closing, straight from 1951 to more robust systems that's effective in 2021. Now, many of you will listen to the facts and the data I will present. The plan is that you will ask this question in your desire to improve your position. Since one call closing is dead, how do I move from snake oil to science? So let's start by getting personal. After all, one of the hallmarks of this debate will be how one call closing is about generalizations and stereotypes. Well, what I am presenting is going to be about personalization, data, and collaboration. Now, for many of you, this will boil down to identity. How many of you identify as a one call closer, where your sales process, your sales strategy, and your sales goals are paramount? On the flip side, many of you have been failed by one call closing. The majority of people, in fact. And now you seek a more robust solution where the focus is the buyer experience, customer journey, and progress instead of singular sales goals. Now, identifying as a one-call closer means placing utmost emphasis on the one-call close ideology, protecting it at all costs. It's like defending your faith. This versus an evolved group who now use scientific method hedged in psychology, behavioral economics, data science, and AI. Now, let's start with debunking a false narrative that has been and will be presented to you today by Dominic and sales gurus all over. False narrative number one, this idea without one call closing, the sales process goes nowhere. This is often a misused trope used to support and justify one call closing, a stance that sales gurus use to ignore the fact that the world has changed since the 1950s and the consumer has become extremely privileged being highly connected in the information and digital age, thereby becoming more discerning, knowledgeable, and process conscious. Yep, buyers know and anticipate the selling process now. Where it used to be caveat emptor, let the buyer beware, the world has transitioned to caveat venditor, let the seller beware. The power has transitioned from sellers to buyers. This is extremely problematic for one call closing, as this antiquated and archaic system is in opposition of this fact. One call closing is hyper-focused on the individual salesperson, putting a lot of pressure on them, establishing that the salesperson in controlling the conversation, persuading the prospect, and highlighting the salesperson as being in the driver's seat. This creates friction and conflict to how the world has been evolving towards customer centricity. Fact, sales is no longer a one-person game. It's a team sport. Think Moneyball. Think about baseball, 
One cold close is like training a player that every time they step up to the plate, they're supposed to hit a home run. And everything they do is supposed to culminate in a home run. Now, nothing could be further from the truth. With data science, analytics, and AI proliferating our world, sports teams and businesses now identify multivariant strategies and executions that promote the reality and tendency that home runs are rare and that the focus should be on expected outcome and how to take advantage of those expected outcomes. One call closing assumes that there is no life past getting not getting a home run. It's ridiculous. Many teams win without get, ever getting a home run. It's the same in the buying process. One call closing is like training a baseball player to always hit home runs. In reality, getting to base with hits, not homers, win the majority of games. They're singles, doubles, triples. The strategy to get to bases and work with other players to progress towards scoring. Sales has evolved to being a team sport. It's not just about one person showing up and making or breaking at that particular moment. It's about marketing, sales, call centers, and teams working together with data and a planned user journey to get to their desired results, sales. And guess what? Doing this doesn't always happen on the first call, but it does happen more and more often when you stretch the timeline and play it as a team sport instead of an individual exercise. Fact, majority of sales happen after the first call or visit. One call closing ignores the fact that customers have a buying journey that starts before a sales presentation takes place and for 88 to 98% of the time extends past the sales presentation, no matter how masterful you do it, no matter how many times you close. Think about this. How many of you are taught in one call closing to minimize the entire experience in that moment where you're supposed to perform this masterful presentation, persuade the customer that they have to make a decision during that presentation using all kinds of hyperbolic discounting Buy today, this is the best price, because tomorrow the price is going to increase, and then close, close, close. And this completes your process. It's short-sighted, and it harms the salesperson's opportunity when the focus is a goal to getting to the end, the end of the appointment, when the majority of the time, eight to nine times out of ten, the appointment is simply one of the first steps. It's not where you get your result for majority of salespeople, no matter how much training you do no matter how much closing you perform. The problem with this whole one call close ideology is that sales gurus infiltrate organizations. They lay their eggs of old regime, this antiquated archaic thinking. They multiply by infecting good salespeople and professionals with their egocentric, short-sighted, and often hyper-masculine tyrannical methodologies, or all for the sake of making a sale. Instead, the focus should be playing as a team, by creating lifestyles, building your brand, excellent customer journeys, and the best buyer experience. Not only to provide consistent improvements in sales, but this allows for sales teams to sustain success. Now, my eight minutes right, is up. So I think the facts have been presented to you. Think about them while you listen to Dominic tell you something that you've heard before. Beautiful. Thank you, Vic. Appreciate it. Dominic, you have eight minutes for your initial arguments. All right, thank you everybody. Um, so it's obviously an honor to be here and I'll obviously reply to everything here that uh, Vic's son is um, claiming. So again, everyone knows my background. You know, this conversation is pretty funny to me. This is like telling Dominic Toretto that drag racing is no longer a thing. Obviously it's not gonna stick with me uh, because you know the thing that Vic keeps pointing to is data. And I have uh, compiled a great deal of that that proved that one call closing is not only alive and well, but that one call closing right now, the opportunity for professionally trained one call closer is better than ever before in history. Now, Vic keeps referring to 1950s mentality. And I don't know about you, Vic, but the 1950s were a blur for me. I don't really have a lot of recollection about the 1950s. But one thing we do know for certain, the number one reason why companies fail and go out of business right now actually has to do with profitability. Profitability. 
you know, at Grasso University, we train that volumes for vanity, profits for sanity. And that's a, an important word for everybody to key to right now, profitability, because it's evident that one call closing sales teams that are professionally trained, that's the key word there. And that's one thing I do agree with you, Vic. Obviously, this does stem from management leadership, properly training their guys, right? Is their one call closing is always going to be a much more profitable approach because when you leave the door open for people to shop around and get other quotes, naturally it becomes more price driven. All right. So I want everyone to keep that in mind. 96% of contractors fail within three to five years, and m- much of that stems from profitability. All right. Now, talking about 1950s, let's fast forward way into the future to the 1980s. There was a guy by the name of Rick Grosso who started a company called R.J. Grosso uh, Enterprises. All right. This is a window company. Now, in case you think one call closing is outdated, by the way, I want to let you know we got a new training series. It's available on VHS. It's called The Buck Starts Here. (laughs) It's hot off the press. In the 1980s, believe it or not, they were timid and weak salespeople that claimed that one call closing was dead back in the 1980s. And Rick Grosso, following the one-call closing sales process, starting his window company, he grew it from zero to doing $25 million in replacement windows in the 1980s, all right? And he sold his product as a premium product because he understands that if you're going to get the right margin, sell a premium product, and obviously grow a successful sales team, the one-call closing is essential. You know, these arguments that keep getting thrown around about one call closing being bad for the customer are just opinionated. They're completely false. And in my opinion, it's the exact opposite. What's the advantage of a company that's profitable? One, you can provide better quality products if you're more profitable. Two, you can afford to pay your installers better, have better quality crews and labor. Obviously, you can incentivize and compensate your employees better, which makes for happier salespeople, happier employees that can provide for the families. So this whole notion of one call closing being bad for the consumer, it's actually the exact opposite. So the contractors that we train one call closing have better warranties, typically better products and services, a much better installation experience because they're able to invest in the right quality materials and labor and training to ensure that the customer satisfaction is at a high level, which is why, you know, I look at companies like Reborn Cabinets and all these other companies, there's nothing about their customer satisfaction that screams any different any better than the companies we train one call closing on. So the whole point is in the 1980s, following a one call close system, he grew the biggest replacement window company in the nation at the time. Now let's fast forward to 2010, because again, we're talking about 1950s mentality. 2010 is when I joined a company you may have heard of called Mad City Roofing, Siding and Windows. When I first came to Mad City, they were a storm uh, chasing company. They would basically make multiple trips to the customer's house, sometimes leave the estimate in the mailbox, but they were more price driven, right? Selling at low price. And they were doing about four and a half million a year at the time back in 2010. And I was hired on by a gentleman named Nathan Richmond, who is the, actually the brother of my partner here at Grasso University, Nick Richmond, who thankfully was a student of the Grasso one call close sales methodology. And he had to make the tough decision when he came to Mad City to fire the whole sales team because he got a lot of pushback on the one call close system. And there was one salesperson at the time on the team that was a $1 million producer. And he said the following quote that will resonate throughout the throughout history here. He said, one call closing will not work in Madison, Wisconsin. That's what he said. Fast forward from 2010, Matt City was $800,000 in debt on the verge of going bankrupt. Today, they're pacing over $200 million following the Grasso one call close sales methodology. And they are the most profitable and successful business in the history of the Midwest and soon to be one of the top companies in the history of the United States. All right. And that's not a theory. That's a fact. All right. Now, it's not just limited to the success of Mad City. Let's fast forward today. Actually, there's some stats I want to point out here. Right now, Mad City has over 55 salespeople that are pacing over $2 million and their top salesperson in his second year in the business, just year two. Is pacing $6 million in window and bath sales at a 74% closing average. And those are factual numbers, right? So none of this is opinion. Now, I can talk about Nick Richmond, uh, my partner at Grass University. His salespeople are successfully closing design-build basements using our one-call close sales methodology. And he had a salesperson last month that sold a million dollars in basement refinishing. One million dollars net, all right? 
So now I've been uh, reaching out to some of my clients, RJW Exteriors. They sent one brand new sales rep to our closers camp in Nashville, Tennessee at the beginning of the year. The following month, he wrote up half a million dollars, never having done this before, following our Grasso step selling sales methodology. RJW Exteriors did six million last year. After following our Grasso sales process, they're pacing 20 million this year. Right Choice Construction did 3 million in 2020. This year, they're pacing 10 million, following our Grasso 10-step sales methodology. Bath R Us, I did a two-day boot camp with them a few months ago, and they've realized a 15% increase in their net sales performance, their sales-generated revenue, without hiring a single salesperson or generating a single lead. You know, talking about profitability, the big thing that we key to is that companies with a properly trained sales team following the right sales process will always realize a 10 to 1 ratio of sales revenue gener generated against their marketing spend. And that's what we hold salespeople accountable to following the sales methodology. Now, you talk about the, the shelf life of a salesperson. I have salespeople that I've trained that have been following this Grasso 10-step sales methodology with consistent top performance year after year. And they've been doing this for 10, 12, <laughs> even more years, right? And the reason why is they got the system down so well that they can go in the house, push your cruise control and ride it, right? Now, if one call closing is dead, my question is, then why are the top companies in the history of the nation following it religiously? Power home remodeling, champion windows, rebath. Anyone ever hear of universal windows? Take a wild guess what system universal windows follows. In the last 15 years, from 2005 to now, universal windows went from a $1.2 million window company to pacing over $200 million in replacement windows following, you guessed it, the Grasso One Call Close Sales methodology. So I can go on and on and on. I have all the evidence that proves that as soon as this One Call Close methodology is inserted into the right sales team and they're properly trained, the results are undeniable. And customer satisfaction is undeniable as well because they're getting a much better experience, better quality products, better materials, better labor, better incentivized installers and much better warranty and peace of mind for the customer as well. Beautiful. Thank you, Dominic. Appreciate that. And so now Vic will have an opportunity to present secondary arguments, but he can also address anything that Dominic just mentioned in his previous eight minutes. So this next section, Vic will get eight minutes to present additional arguments as well as respond to Dominic. And then Dominic will have a chance to do the same. Vic, you can go ahead and turn your camera on and I'll let you have the floor. Okay, thank you, Josh. Well, you know, it's it's not surprising that Dominic will 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 have this correlative effort of trying to say, well, I'm going to go and give one or two examples, and you know, it automatically proves you know my point, which it doesn't, right? It's a non-argument. Um, the, the 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 funny part about this as well is that he's citing examples that he himself has done instead of doing things that are national, empirically based. Um, the, the 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 interesting part about you know his his argument as well that i find you know it, it is that it's this very egotistical thing like everything all the success was hinged you know mad city windows champion universal all these companies he's naming right a couple of handful of companies um you know there's thousands of companies in the country but the ones he's naming he's saying well because of one call closing these people have succeeded that's not true it's a team sport what happened to generation of leads demand generation creative call centers this is a problem with one call close it's so egotistical that sales gurus and trainers they attribute right? Their 10-step pneumatic masterful selling systems to the entirety of the success of companies when there are multiple elements. I mean, just think about it. There are leads, there are follow-ups, there's your CRM, there's the sales team, there's the installs, there's the reviews, there's so many elements, but yet I get it. It's quite um, unsurprising that Dominic would take this, 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 this stance. So fact, Salespeople don't go from 15% closing to 50% closing with one call closing, no matter how much you spend on training. Okay. So Dominic likes to, to cite personal, uh, you know, research. I'm going to cite something that's national. Okay. A research conducted at Harvard 
in 2018, where there's U.S. companies spent $90 billion on learning and development efforts, a sum higher than the gross domestic product of about 130 countries. In 2018, the average American employee received training at a cost to about $1,000 per person. On its own, that might not sound much, but if you think about 50,000 people, that's over 50,000 a year. That's a staggering sum, especially when you consider that most of this training and time is wasted. Training and development programs are not necessarily the problem, though. But the problem is that often you can't measure what's learned or what the behaviors change as a result of this massive investment. A survey of, of about 1,500 executives during the study across industries, regions, and companies of various sizes show that one in five organizations do nothing to measure the impact of these particular trainings. Of those that do, only 13% calculated quantifiable returns. That means two-thirds of the people who got trained did not improve because of the training. Simply put, you learn best when you learn less especially if you learn less of these so-called guaranteed sales gurus and their systems like one call closing. So let's take a look at um, a, a big fact here, right? That studies, research, and empirical evidence supports these things. Don't get fooled into thinking and being sold by sales gurus on their statistics, okay? You've got Google, use it. Now, for those of you guys who are like, well, I don't wanna do that research outside, okay. Simply run a sales efficiency report in your organization. Our company at One Lake has done this with many teams where, whether it's Lead Perfection, Market Sharp, and 360, Jobber Keep, Salesforce, run a basic sales efficiency report and you will see that your sales org's aggregate close rate is below 20%. That over 50% of your sales team do not close on the first visit or call. As you investigate this, you'll see that salespeople are mandated and pushed to run two to three appointments daily over a course of a five to six day work week, simply because the majority of their first call visits do not end up as a sale. In fact, this is reflected on many pay programs and pay systems for salespeople. Dominic even made my point. Fire everyone if they don't follow this. Well, you're required to run 10 to 12 appointments a week. Maintain the close ratio of 18 to 25%. And if you don't achieve that, guess what? You get punished. You get sent back to training, suspended, punished with crappy leads or less leads, or worse, terminated. What about one call closing sounds like it promotes anything positive? If you were to go about skydiving and you were shown statistics that showed over half the parachutes don't deploy on the first pull, would you still go for it? Would you say, Oh, yeah, I see the stats on that one, and I'm taking my chances. No, you wouldn't. That's because it's nuts. Here's another fact. Not all leads are created equal. The majority of leads produced by companies that rely on canvassing, sweepstakes, events, and even many parts of social media, these leads have very low buying intent. They're nebulous leads. What does that have to do with one call closing? Well, think about it because he's talked about profitability. This is where you have your revenue and your cost leads. If the majority of your leads have low buying intent, how come you're treating every presentation with the same intent that the prospect will buy? Stats show it all. If you're running these types of appointments, you will not get a sale no matter how much you close, close, close. One more proof that one closing sucks for your sales team? Take a look at your lead sources. Run a report on the close ratios in these lead sources. You'll see the inevitable. Leads with low buying intent, low closing ratios. No matter who runs them, no matter how many times you use the one call close system, it's the nature of those leads. Does that mean that they're not going to buy? Not necessarily. It's important to understand that leads with low buying intent have to go through a bespoke journey with curated touch points over time as it nudges in order to create sales funnels and relationships for future sales, which, by the way, majority of the sales come from. You don't do that if you just go guns a-blazing trying to close, close, close. If any resources should be spent, it's not spending more on sales training. I'd recommend allocating your resources and activities, campaigns, and content, building content, to create demand by leads with highest buying intent. That will help your sales team. That will help promote more sales. Now, how many of you guys have heard this before? If you train with me, follow my 10-step system, 
and your organization will consistently be the highest paid and most profitable in the business. It's a line that Dominic says all the time. How many other sales gurus on YouTube say this? All of them. Do you think the adage, if it's too good to be true, applies here? I mean, the fundamental problem with one call closing and training typically offered by sales gurus is that they promote these lies and they make you feel like what they offer is a silver bullet. It worked here, so it should work everywhere else. Well, one of the LinkedIn updates Dominic directed at me before this debate was just he doesn't just train salespeople. He trains legends. Well, doesn't that mean that he's only training a super, super small percentage of the population? Not everyone can be a legend, can they? If everyone is a legend, then no one is. If by definition this isn't for everyone, then how can it be a step system designed for everyone? If you ever hear a sales guru refuse to take money because they know training that per a person won't make a difference, no, you never hear about that because it never happens. They'll train anyone as long as you pay them. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is proof that their selling systems are generally for everyone while contradicting themselves that they're only training legends. Thank you, Vic. Dominic, you've got eight minutes to address anything that Vic has brought up in his previous arguments, as well as introduce anything new. Dominic, you've got eight minutes. All right, thank you. Now, I've heard Vic talk about the one call close sales methodology, that there's really no, no science or data. These sales gurus are just going around spitting around their sales methodology with no real research or vetting done on it. And I just want everybody to know the 150 some page book that we wrote on the subject, it is 100% based around the human psychology and emotional intelligence of a buyer. And there's a myth with multi-step selling that that's the only way to effectively build relationships. So our entire sales methodology, it, it focuses on that very aspect of keying to the emotion behind the sale, building effective rapport and relationship with your prospect. It's just one call closers tend to build more relationships faster than somebody that does a multi-step visit. So that whole notion, that whole myth of the only way to build effective relationships is to go out there three or four times is a complete myth. So I'm consulting with a company right now that is trying to get away from a multi-step sales process because he says right now with COVID, getting into the house more than once is almost impossible. And after that initial consultation, when the customer has their price on the table, they prefer to do all the rest of their negotiating over the phone because they don't want people coming into their house more than once, more than they have to. So that obviously presents a challenge. That's why striking when the iron's hot is a much more efficient approach. Plus, what he ran into is boatloads of production and back-end issues because the nature of what happens when you have multi-visits to the same house is the stuff that was discussed on the initial visit can sometimes become a little diluted to what's negotiated at the, at the finished agreement. And what happens is the day of the installation, the homeowner is expecting things that were discussed on the first visit and the last visit, and it causes a lot of headaches during the installation which results in poor customer satisfaction. So as a result, he's going to a one-call closed sales methodology. Now, our sales process, again, this is where we very much disagree. Salespeople are able to influence decisions the right way. And the first thing that's important for a company and for a salesperson to believe is that he, in fact, does have the best product and offers the best overall solution for that specific customer's needs, wants, and desires. One thing I agree with Vic on is we don't just we shouldn't just be talking about sales and one call closing. Grass University, we deliberately train on marketing, sales, production and operations because we understand that having a lead generating machine, having an effective sales organization, having an effective production team and streamline your operations. Each one of those departments is just as important as the next. The same type of philosophy holds true with our marketing department and our call centers that we build. Uh, Matrix Home Solutions, they have a 10-second window where when someone inquires about a specific product or service, let's say it's based from refinishing, they are, inquire, they are reaching out to that prospect within 10 seconds or less. And obviously, it's important when you get that customer on the phone, if they're inquiring about base and refinishing, that you take advantage of that lead and pounce on it and make sure that you're the first one capitalizing on it. The mentality we have, of course, is first one in, last one in. With all the different obstacles right now that COVID-19 is presenting with companies, um, obviously with the volatility of material inflation, 
it's more important than ever before that we're capitalizing on every single opportunity that we're given and on behalf of the customer. Now we talk about the customer being able to research companies picking up their phone. The opportunity for a one call closer is actually better as a result. That's an advantage. Most times when a company or a customer allows us to come in their homes now, they've already vetted our business. They've already been able to look at us, assuming we have a good social media presence. We have a, a nice, well put together website. So they've already been able to do their due diligence. So they know that before you even get in the house, a lot of times that you're a good company. Before, back in the 1950s that Vic keeps referring to, the customer had no way to research companies otherwise. So I think that that's an advantage that salespeople can rely on. And I know a lot of companies, a lot of sales professionals, when they're in the home, they'll actually pull up those online reviews right then and there and use that to their advantage as a way to execute the one call close more consistently. But again, I'm not going to sit here and talk about the thousands of companies. Obviously, I name dropped a few. And it's not just the companies I've influenced, contrary to what Vic was talking about before. A lot of the, the top companies that follow a one-call close system successfully, and I agree, Vic, that's not the only thing that makes for a successful organization, but there's no denying that having a successful sales team that's capitalizing on every single lead that they're given is the secret as to why a lot of the top companies are successful. But it's not just for the big companies. One company I'm consulting with right now, Last year, they did 450000 in bathroom sales. This year, they're pacing $3.5 million following a one-call closed sales methodology. And it's part of the re partially because I'm training it, right? And I'm proud of the, the training that I give. But it's because their salespeople believe in it and they execute it. Now, it's important. The number one thing that we, that we grade on is the net sale per lead issue. So the advantage a salesperson has a lot of times in this industry is they don't have to go door knocking. They're not cold calling and generating their own leads. They're actually given leads by the company. And a lot of salespeople absolutely love that, right? They're not dealing with the constant rejection of promoting and marketing. However, when you're issuing leads and you spend three or $400 on an issued lead, the number one goal is you need to realize a return on that investment. And the companies we consult with, because again, volumes for vanity, profits for sanity, they realize a 10 to one ratio on their sales revenue generated at a minimum. It's called NSLI or slugging. So if I spent $300 on a lead, I need to ensure that my salesperson is generating $3,000 in revenue for every single lead they're issued. And that's important because a healthy business that's profitable and able to keep the doors open and provide quality materials and service their customers and take care of their employees, they should maintain a 10% or less marketing spend on average in order to be properly profitable as a business. So profitability matters because everything else in your organization is affected by that. The happiness of your employees, the benefits that they get. Again, the quality of the experience for the consumer. Now the salespeople that I train, they treat their customers like royalty. And it's a lot of the salespeople that are true one call closers selling millions of dollars. They treat their customers just like family. So they're going to be there the day of the installation or shortly thereafter to make sure they had a good experience, right? They're going to send them thank you cards and birthday cards and, you know, talk to them, go fishing with them on their downtime if they can. So there's zero correlation between one call closing, multi-step selling and being able to build effective relationships with people. Like I mentioned before, the difference is a one call closer is going to be able to build more relationships faster, have much more success. But I wanted to share a story that's really, really uh, inspiring. So I trained this gentleman that came from Honduras and English was the second language. All right. And this is the gift that one call closing can give. Before he came and got trained on the system, he was selling cell phones, a U.S. cellular making 40,000 a year. Never did in-home selling before in his life. Didn't even know how to use a tape measure. In order for him to learn the process, he had to hear it in English, translate it back into Spanish and then relearn it in English so he can understand it. His first year following the step selling process that we train on, he sold $3 million. He made over $300,000 personal income. And he was able to provide for him and his family and his relatives. Like it completely changed his life and the lives of many people. So this is an absolute gift that we provide to people, not just for the health of the business and the profitability of the company, but also for the success and happiness and prosperity of that salesperson. So our salespeople are always going to be more successful. They're going to be, again, happier, live happier lives. And again, the only requirement, you don't have to be a legend. If you have a great attitude and a work and a good work ethic, which is should be a prerequisite for any salesperson, you can be trained to be a multiple six-figure earner consistently year after year. 
And that's why the best salespeople are not born, they're made. So the expectation that I'm going to intentionally train my salespeople and half-ass the training to instill mediocrity into them and let them know that underachievement and not generating high levels of revenue is okay, we take an opposite approach. We make people believe in themselves and raise the bar and make them understand that they can achieve financial freedom and prosperity as long as they have the right attitude and work ethic and they fully believe and embrace the system. Great. Thank you, Dominic. So now we're going to do a short recess. After the recess, Vic and Dominic will each have two opportunities to uh, provide rebuttals. So Vic will go first, provide four, four minutes of rebuttals to Dominic's arguments. Uh, and then Dominic will be able to respond for those four minutes. And then we will do a final round where Vic will provide closing words, closing arguments, and a final rebuttal. And Dominic will be able to do the same. All right, Vic, you've got four minutes. You can begin whenever you're ready. Okay, thank you. So the the, the thing that's really a hallmark of this debate is, is that, you know, the audience, you know, our, our smart audience, intelligent audience, they, they, they know that this is all about, you know, Dominic's arguments are all in absolutes. It's, it's, this is the problem with one call closing. It's it's follow my 10 steps because of this, you'll succeed. And if you don't do this, then you don't succeed. It, it, it you know, he talks about, well, the book's a hundred percent. It's always an absolute. It's everything is a hundred percent. Everything's good. Everything is going to work. It's going to work with everyone. As long as you've got a good attitude, it's like, come on, you know, it's, you, you've got to do better than that. You've got to do better than that. Now he gave a particular example in which he said, well, you can't be visiting the home many times. No one said you need to. When you do the first demo, and again, I need to state this as a statistical fact, majority, eight to nine out of 10 times that you visit a home, you do not come up with a sale. Do your masterful presentation. No one is arguing that, right? Do your job. Provide excellent customer experience, right? Guide the client. Collect that info. And, you know, we've worked with companies up until they met with us. They basically had CPQs like Leap um, and other platforms, including Salesforce. They would collect this information at the home. If they didn't sell it, they didn't drive it to their CRM or ERP. They didn't analyze the data. All they did was basically say, well, it, it didn't sell on the first visit. So who cares? Collect that data. Get your demo data into your CRM. OK, follow up with the clients using nudges. And through that, you will find, and as most people do find, that once you do that and through your omni-channel communication, text messaging, emails, direct mails, uh, stuff on social media, you start to get people to go and say, you know what, now I'm ready. A Pew research that was conducted right in 2017 all the way to 2020 found that homeowners in the nation require 61 to over 180 days when making a decision for home improvement projects. That is a reality. You need to start understanding that one call closing is only interested in absolutes. It's only interested in going and saying, I'm going to improve 1% from 18% to 19%. Well, what about the 70%, the 80%? That's your blue ocean. OK, the dawning of the new era of information age has brought new meaning to making decisions. Decisions and processes like sales should be data inspired and empirically evidenced. More than ever, there are ways to accurately and precisely attribute methods to outcome. And this is a really key point in this debate. As my counterpart and believers of the one called close would like to defend, there's no need to criticize his art. It's an art of one called closing. Right. Especially if they're they're not compelled to prove empirically that each of their steps. Right. Do work, let alone be properly attributed to the outcome of each sale. Think about this back in the 50s and even in the 80s, as you keep bringing that up, you couldn't properly collect data, perform analysis, let alone rely on data science to study how selling systems and each step in the thousands of varying systems peddled out there would have any true causation in the outcome of a sales engagement. Times have changed. Data gathering, analysis, AI, machine learning. This technology can now properly establish how your selling systems and each of those step methods affect the outcome in each stage of the sales process. The results are overwhelmingly clear. There is no evidence that sales training and one call closing improve sales outcomes directly. It's a very, very small element in 
many elements that affect the outcome of both a pitch, a demo, and a follow-up. Okay. Now, it's it's really it's really important that the sobering truth behind the one call close. It's an outdated and unproven method that should have died in the 50s, okay, along with other outdated ideologies, such as men doing labor or handiwork, stereotypes that women cannot make decisions without their husbands, and a traditional family unit consisting of a husband and wife. One call closing belongs in the graveyard where these other antiquated ideologies are, are buried. Thank you, Vic. Appreciate it. That that was your four minutes, and Dominic, please take the floor. You've got four minutes to for your first rebuttal. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, Vic keeps talking that one call closing. There's no data supporting it. There's no way to verify that it's effective and that it actually works. Everything that one call closing is based on has been not only verified and proven, but it has been proven since the dawn of time. Now, in a, in a much more consumer-driven world, as Vic keeps talking about, where they're able to do their due diligence and do their research, it's becoming increasingly important that sales teams adopt a one-call closing sales philosophy. Most of the clients that reach out to us are actually going from a multi-step system that is not working, and they're reverting to a one-call closing sales methodology because profitability-wise, they're spending about... 20, 25% on marketing, and their sales team is simply just not bringing the return on investment necessary to keep the doors open. So that's why it's important that salespeople are expertly trained on how to capitalize on every single lead that comes in. This is a metrics game from top to bottom. So you got to ask yourself this question. Obviously, this stems from marketing and how you're qualifying your leads and how you're generating your leads and your marketing strategy and all the different technologies that are integrated to make that possible. But you got to ask yourself the question, when you look at your demo rates, when you look at your closing percentages and your average sales and your retention rates, how much of that could be influenced with proper training? How much of that could be enhanced with the proper system? I'm consulting with many companies where they have 30 salespeople and all 30 salespeople are doing 30 different things, completely flying by the seat of their pants, wild, wild west, just simply winging it, and they have no roadmap to follow. You can have the finest tools on the planet Earth. You can say, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. You can have the finest tools on the planet Earth. All a one-call closed sales system does is it allows a sales professional to take all the tools that he's given and develop a consistent roadmap they can follow. And clearly they're gonna tailor it for the prospects, individual wants, needs, desires, personalities. Of course, that's important. But they can figure out how to orchestrate all these great tools that they're given to capitalize on every single opportunity that they're given. Now, Vic keeps saying that you can't take a 15% closer and turn them into a 20, 30% closer. I've taken salespeople from other companies. It's not just me. This is other people that maybe train on this well. Maybe I just have more luck than the average person where they're selling uh, 500,000, maybe 800,000 following a multi-step system and simply training them to follow the one call post sales methodology. And all of a sudden they become multi-million dollar producers overnight. This has happened hundreds of times and thousands of times throughout the industry, but just me personally, the people that we've influenced, right? So one call closing, all it is, is again, a roadmap to the sale, a paint by number system that makes success replicatable, duplicatable, and predictable. And it truly does defy the 80-20 rule. In most sales organizations, 20% of the salespeople make 80% of the money. With a one call close sales uh, organization, you can defy the 80-20 rule where 80% of the salespeople are experiencing high levels of success and it's replicatable and duplicatable. All right. So now with our sales process, this is not a high pressure sale. High pressure is lack of technique. By the end of the presentation, if a one call closer is following the system properly, the close becomes the natural conclusion. I know Vic talks about industry averages where they have to make you know, 60 to 180 days to make a decision. Then why on earth are we having sales teams with a cumulative closing percentage of over 50%? If, if that's the case. Now, there's a study done by Dave Yoho, who's actually one of our arch nemesis. They said that 70% of homeowners that don't buy from a salesperson on one call close never get the work done. And they were tracking that data for over 40 years. 70% of the time, they never get the work done. So it's not just that salesperson's one opportunity to earn their business and make them part of the family. But a lot of times for these homeowners, 
70% of the time, it's their one opportunity to get the work done. So again, if you believe you have the best products and services, which you should, and you want to be the have the opportunity to take care of your customers and not let another company come in and lowball you and simply undercut you on price, which is what they're going to do, then one call closing is absolutely essential for the growth and development of a healthy sales team. Beautiful. Now, don't get me wrong. Products and services or a multi-step selling makes sense. It's absolutely necessity. Dominic, got to stop Mark, you there. Your- system, the ultimate approach. Thank you, Dominic. All right, everybody. Uh, we've got one more round of rebuttals. Vic will have four minutes and then Dom will have four minutes for rebuttals and final remarks. All right, Vic, you've got four minutes for your final remarks and final rebuttal. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, well, you know, Dominic likes to 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 quote again, you know, things that are not empirically based. A lot of it, I mean, go ahead and quote Yoho. He was using the same techniques from the 50s and selling it all over the country. Um, that's just great. Yeah, you know, this is a flawed system. I mean, you know, he talks about like, well, multi-step doesn't work. Well, all the time. Again, this is a mindset of absolutes. It's either you use it. And you and you succeed, or you don't use it and you fail. There are multi-step processes that succeed, and it's the reality. Okay, people should be focused on the blue ocean. Most organizations in the nation, right? Eight out of nine organizations in the United States of sales organizations do not close in the first visit. That's just the reality. Okay, you need to take advantage of those expected outcomes. Okay, Dominic talks about these things like you can control things. And I'm not surprised. I mean, watch his videos and he says, you know, are you a thermostat or a thermometer? You know, you control the environment around you. It's your show. I mean, imagine if you knew a person visiting your home, your domicile, a stranger now, a person who knows nothing about you, simply believes that just because they walk into your home, they do this presentation, they happen to be in control of you, but also the outcome. It's a flawed system. One call closing destined to fail from the beginning with one of the only reasons back in the 50s, right, that there weren't any review platforms, search engines, social media to help guide and influence decisions. Now, the question becomes, which is interesting now, is, well, how do you get the sales? People do get sales. And it's a lot of it happens after the first visit. We need to focus on that because that is where your blue ocean will be. Okay, it's unacceptable to have values like this, hyper masculine ideologies that run unchecked and that live in absolutes that are really egotistical, selfish. Right. You're quoting things that don't make any sense at all. Okay, well, people who don't close in the first visit, 70 percent of them, you know, don't do the project. Well, if you're quoting Yoho, when was this the 60s? Well, back then, right, they weren't people who could go and review. There were less competition. Right. We need to go and quantify these things. Now, I want to put out there that this is really about providing alternatives, which I've talked about. Right. Instead of relying on a pneumatic system in which you're relying on the salesperson. Right. To really drive all the sales when, in fact, that's not necessarily true. Okay, so things like matching your chronotype companies nowadays right? You can go ahead and score your leads. You can go and do that and collect census data. This is free. Okay. We've done it for lead perfection. We've done it for Salesforce users. And what you do now is you start going ahead and evaluating your sales chronotypes, your salespeople, right? Treat them as individuals, look at their strengths, and then start using your system to match, right? Your leads and the sources, scoring them, with the right salespeople. And then you have to have to calibrate your timing. You know, the whole point of once cold close is like, well, anytime, anywhere, set the appointment, do this, and apparently you're gonna get a sale. That's not true, right? You need to control your schedule to do things that require to focus on the peak and, and match that to your customer, right? Instead of forcing demos when your salespeople are available, understand the chronotypes of your customers, match them for the peak interest when they to get those demos. This means calibrating your questions, nurturing the client to understand who they are, matching them. And then what you do is you start timing it, right? Okay. It's very important that you set your appointments in early parts of the day when people are focused instead of doing it all throughout the day. Again, these are just a lot of the things that you can do that you stop doing or you don't focus on because you're reliant on a one call close, which this becomes a pertinent part of our discussion, right? It's an absolutes. Well, the world doesn't work that way, 
Okay. And the reality is when you work in absolutes, it leads to bad behavior, right? One call closing leads to unscrupulous behavior in this insane and unbelievable way of hyperbolic discounting. The discounting is when you say to customers, hey, if you don't buy today, it's going to increase the price. Well, how many of you guys have had to go back to the house a week later because the client responded to your follow-up and said, I'm ready and said, no, 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 no. I can't give you that price. I mean, seriously, right? How many of you guys had to go and perform these unscrupulous behaviors where you'd have to go and play this dog and pony at the home? Oh, let me call my manager, try to get a different discount. Let me send you a letter from the president or the CEO of the company stating, right, it's time for money. If I have to come back here, you know, it's going to increase the cost and it's going to, we're going to be unprofitable. This is a bunch of malarkey, right? Customers are smarter than that now. You cannot start relying on a system that was built when Google wasn't available, when Facebook wasn't around, okay? You need to start accepting that and start working with the blue ocean. And I promise you, sales will improve and you can sustain them. Beautiful. Thank you, Vic. And thank you for your participation in this debate. Dominic, you now have four minutes to present your final arguments and any final rebuttals that you may have against Vic. You can start whenever you're ready. Thank you. <clears throat> Yeah, again, I know Vic keeps bringing up the 1950s mentality. Part of the reason I went and started telling the stories that I did is obviously even since before, way before I was born, this narrative of one call closing being dead, it's been it's been told since literally people have been uh, trying to predict the end of the world. And they they preached it constantly to Rick Grosso over and over when he was starting his business and, of course, doing his sales training and consulting. And that was in the 1980s, not the 1950s. Um, obviously, in the early 2000s and in 2010, when we adopted a one-call close into an organization, it has undeniable results. And the, the evidence that I wanted to put out there is every single company that has come to Garasa University, not just for sales, but for marketing, for sales production operations, that inserts our sales processes into their team without having to fire anybody, getting their existing salespeople trained on our, on our sales process, realizes instant growth and success, instantaneous. And it's about your sales team generating great, greater levels of revenue for every single lead that they're issued. Because it's all about profitability. And obviously, we again, I'm going to say it again, volumes for vanity, profits for sanity. We want to make sure at the end of the day that a company is making money, that they're running a healthy organization, and I agree with Vic on the fact that we don't want any waste. Now, I heard Vic talk on a podcast and I agree with him 100%. I think a lot of the issues in sales organizations stems from sales training and from sales leadership. I think a lot of salespeople are getting neglected. Even Nick Richmond, my partner at Grass University here and the owner and president of Matrix Home Solutions, his first day of training, his company gave him a soft pack and a contract and said, good luck. And thankfully, his brother at the time had the Grosso sales system he was able to learn. But I, I can't tell you how many times this has happened throughout history where companies are struggling. They're on the verge of going bankrupt. They adopt a, a properly professionally trained one call closing sales process. And it leads to literally unlimited growth and success. It's the foundation to grow and scale your sales team. Now, there's nothing that works 100 percent of the time. There's not a sales or not a sales process on the planet Earth that works 100 percent of the time. What we train on is tactics, strategies, and methods that help salespeople close more deals more often. And my goal for a sales team is obviously get them to the point, and it's not an on-off switch, but get them to the point where they're closing more often than not. All right. So that's really the name of the game there. Um, again, a lot of the, the data that Vic talks about, of course, is based on the, the entire world. The advantage we have in the home improvement industry is we're selling unfinished goods. So it makes the opportunity for sheer differentiation to set yourself apart from the competition. There's no way a company can provide the exact product, service, and value proposition that you do. And that's really the, the basis of our system here is obviously ensuring that there's a proper urgency there. And that's based on your marketing and how you're qualifying your leads. Make sure that they have a need for the product you're there to sell. And of course, the salesperson there ensures that there's the proper level of urgency. Then, of course, they get the customer head over heels to trust and build rapport with that person. Of course, building rapport is a big element of this thing, right? And then getting that customer to head over heels want what they're selling. 
So after a masterful presentation that we train on following our 10-step system, the customer is eager to move forward and actually wants to. So obviously the only obstacle we have at that point more often than not is affordability. And that's where the, the proper salesmanship comes into play. So our sales process is not forcing people to do things they're, they're not inclined to do. It's 100% making it easy for them to make the decision and allowing that person to invest in a product that they so want and desire. So the whole point of this argument here is one call closing dead. Uh, the reality is the, the top companies in the world right now, in the home improvement industry especially, are following a one call close sales methodology. And that's the industry of relevance right now. And I'm honored to obviously work with our clients. Uh, again, we, we can point to all the evidence, all the data and metrics. You can talk about any KPI and metric for the companies we consult with. And it all stems from your salespeople being able to generate a 10 to 1 ratio on your marketing spend for every single lead you're generating. And you're right. You know, there, there is occasionally some pressure on that to perform, right? You got to be held accountable for generating revenue. But we all know a sales team that's not profitable in generating revenue, that's just leading to uh, financial instability for the whole business. So that's why one call closing is essential. It's going to help you capitalize on every precious lead that's coming through the door and make sure you're realizing the proper return on your investment as a business. Excellent. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you for your participation in this debate. And so now we've got everybody have stuck around. I appreciate everybody going over the hour point. This has been really exciting, really awesome, really good stuff. I hope everybody's gotten some value out of it. Yeah, and I just want to say on record, again, thank you guys so much for this and great job, Vic. Um, obviously, I commend your preparedness for this debate. And uh, I do agree, artificial intelligence is uh, a really valuable tool. And uh, one thing I was going to mention, I think it actually even further helps a one-call closer be successful, having the right salesperson paired up with the right ideal prospect. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, Dominic. You're, you're very kind. I, I, I did enjoy this immensely. Um, like I said, I was really nervous because I knew the the how, how important this is, and really, re it, 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 the question you know is 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 interesting because, you know, um, in as much as we're debating this, that means that you know there are people who use one call closing, and and I think you know the op my opposition to that is it's not the only thing, right? There's other things like you had mentioned, um, and I think it's augmenting and supporting the salespeople. Uh, an omni-channel and bi-directional sync that nurtures those relationships, especially since we have all this data to be able to to harness, right? To to really uh, enhance your masterful presentation, uh, as well as you know using the technology, which you know I've been focused on in in the last ten years. Um, but I, I think it's it, it's really interesting how um, your points. You know, um, obviously there are companies who believe in it. And and there's a growing number of people who who want to see an alternative, who want to go and take a look at their their leads, because let's face it, man. I mean, in this day and age, you can get 10 salespeople, um, but it's going to boil down to the quality of your leads. Uh, if you run all sweepstakes or canvassing, no matter what a masterful you can do a great job. And I know you do with your clients, but that's all going to go to waste because they're running leads with the lowest buying intent. You know what I, mean? I think and when you merge the concepts together, that provides for one lethal combination, in my opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah and, that was, and that was what was interesting. Somebody jumped into the Q&A and asked, can a detailed and specific system succeed using strategies from both ideas? Absolutely. Yeah, I think both are important ways to, to obviously execute because certainly you want your salespeople capitalizing when they can and, of course, strike when the iron's hot. And I do agree that having a lot of waste is also a big problem, right? So you need to be as efficient as you can with how you're generating your leads, how you're issuing those leads out, making sure you're properly qualifying, giving your reps the best opportunity to build that relationship and, of course, execute the, the final sale. Um, but also at the same time, making sure your salespeople are expertly trained to capitalize on every opportunity that they're given, right? So there's both sides of the equation there. Yeah, I, you know, to, to be frank, you know, I talked a little bit about timing and, and this is a science that isn't necessarily used that could help with your, your methodology. You know, examples on exercising later in the day, this is like, you know, biology right now where there's less injury. When the body is warmer and more elastic, there's less injury. Performance is likely better, right? So long function is highest in this time of the day. Circulation system, the distribution of oxygen, the nutrients, um, strength peaks 
you know, hand and eye coordination is highest, reaction times quicken. So this is a very good time for your top performance, right? This is where you need to schedule your appointments. Um, and if you look at the data, disproportionate amount of Olympic records, especially in running and swimming, are set in the afternoon. So, you know, if you think about it, creativity is also very high. Um, so you schedule, you want to schedule your 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 salespeople to go and meet with people in the afternoon, especially when you're trying to do um, a presentation. Um, why? Because um, scheduling talk therapy sessions are more effective as well in certain parts of the day, because studies have shown in emerging psycho neuro um, uh, endocrinology, I think that's what it was. Um, they're more effective in the morning, for example, for certain people. So if you want people to listen, you want them in the morning. Right. But if you want your top performers to perform you really well, you do them in the afternoon. I think with machine learning, AI and really analyzing the data that you have, you can you, you know, you could have uh, a masterful presentation become more effective. Uh, still not a fan of big of, of one cold close because it's an ideology in itself. Uh, but, you know, I, I agree to a masterful presentation. It, it, it provides By the way, um, a lot of our clients use artificial intelligence for that very reason. So, um they, they do successfully pair both concepts together. So yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, advantages to that. Cool. You know, pulling all the data points and knowing who your, your clients are. All right, Josh. Well, yeah, well, gentlemen, we uh, polled the audience uh, and 30% believe that the one call close is dead and 70% believe that the one call close is not dead. So still leaning on uh, the, the side of the one call close is not dead, but the Delta has shifted slightly after the debate. So Dominic, Vic, appreciate both of you guys for uh, being respectful of each other, sticking to the arguments, not attacking uh, anything personal, which I appreciate. Uh, after all the debates that we've seen over the last few years, it's nice to have something that's a little bit more uh, <laughs> structured, <laughs> so. Oh, I love it. No, yeah. appreciate it. Good job, Vic. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate everyone's Thank time. Dominic Thank and you, Josh. audience. Take care.